Praise God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue on tonight um, talking on days of heaven on earth. And um, I believe what we'll get into tonight will really help us, really encourage us. Um, I'm going to be talking tonight on good days. Praise God. Many of you know God has good days for us. Amen. You know, sometimes, sometimes people have a miserable um, outlook on Christianity. Even Christians sometimes, you know, they can sometimes say about, you know, uh, people like myself who minister the way I minister can say you're too positive. Um, you know, you're talking about good days because sometimes people just look at the aspect of we're meant to suffer. Yeah, we do suffer. Anybody who, who lives godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But I know this, we don't suffer with a suffering mindset. We are victorious in Christ. Amen. So, and I know this, we can have good days because the Bible promises us good days. And I believe when you walk with Jesus, having Jesus in your life is always an asset. Jesus is not a liability. Amen. He doesn't come into our lives to make our lives worse. When he comes into your life, he's going to make your life better. So we've been looking at having days of heaven on earth. And um, I've been looking at this scripture here. Um, launching out from this. Let me just read verse 21 here. It says that in Deuteronomy 11 verse 21. It says here that your days may be multiplied. And the days of your children. Amen. The word of God will not just affect you. But it will affect your home. It will affect your family. And then it says here in the land which the Lord God swore unto your fathers to give them. As days of heaven upon the earth. Days of heaven upon the earth. And we're going to be looking at that um, tonight about that aspect of days. God wants you to have good days. Amen. Good days. Uh, that's what God wants for us. Over here as well in Peter. It says over here in Peter, it says in, in um, 1 Peter 3 and verse 8, it says, Finally, be you all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren, be pitiful, courteous, not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrariwise blessing, knowing that here um, they're unto your called, that you should inherit a blessing. And then in verse 10, it says here, For he that will love life, and see what? Good days. Amen. He that will love life and see good days. God wants you to see good days. Amen. He wants you to see good days. Have good days. So he that will love life and see good days. And here, here this is the key to it here. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'm going to look at this next week. And spend more time in this next week. But here's the key to it. It says, let him refrain his tongue from evil. And his lips um, that, that they speak no guile. Let him hate evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. You know what? Good days and love and life is connected to your tongue. You're not going to see good days speaking negative days. Amen. And you're not going to love life if you don't put that into your mouth and start to speak it. It's connected to your mouth. Amen. But I'm going to look tonight at, at, at um, seeing good days. Amen. Seeing good days. I want to see good days, and I'm going to see good days, and I have good days. Praise God, serving God. But you know what, when you look at good, really when you're talking about good days, and you talk about that word good, I, want to, I need to talk about that for a while tonight, and I'll get, as I go along I'll talk about it more. But you know, when you, when you talk about good days, you know really what, the word good in the Bible means benefit. That's why I'm saying, when you have Jesus in your life, He'll benefit your life. You know, when you have something that's good, like just say, for instance, if you have a good product, it's good. It's going to benefit your life. May you know there's good products and there's bad products. Okay? 
And you know, the, the lesser quality is not going to benefit your life the same. But if you have good products, they're going to benefit your life. You know, it's like um, my mom always says at Christmas, no one ever were getting gifts at Christmas. Mom will always say, you know what, that, that, that's a good one. No one she gives you something, she'll say, that's a good one. So it is. And it don't matter what it is, you'll say, that's good, that's the best, that's the best to stuff that. No matter what it is, if she buys you, you know, if she's getting makeup for, for the girls or whatever, or she's, um, she's, what do you call it, buying clothes, or, doesn't matter what it is. It's usually the best because it came from Q QVC, so <laughs> it's the best of stuff. And that's what she was told in QVC anyway, this is the best of stuff. But um, mum always says that, she'll always let you know that it's good. And really what she's saying is that's a good quality stuff. Then he's ever get stuff and it's not good quality. Huh? I, I remember even whenever I was getting married, my dad said to me whenever I was getting married, he said, he said, you see when you're buying stuff for the house, he says, don't do what I did whenever I got married. I just bought anything just to get us, get us through. Do you know, like a cheap bed or cheap this, cheap that. And he said, you know what, you just keep replacing it over and over. He says, you'd spend more money in the long run. Do you know, because every time you replace it. And he said, go and buy a good bed. And you know what, when we got married, that's, well, that's one of the things that we done. We went and bought a good bed. We went and bought a good bed. And then we bought a good um, table and chairs. And we still have it. And it's still in perfect nick. All of these years on, do you know what? Do you know what? We spent big, big money on it, but do you know what? It was worth it. You know, quality's worth having. It's better. It's better spending an extra wee bit sometimes to get something of better quality. Amen. Isn't that? Because you know, ch cheap stuff sometimes falls apart. You get it and it's cheap, but you, you know, you often hear, hear it said you, you get what you paid for. And you know, that's the way it is. Many times, you know what? You know what? When you buy something, it's of a lesser quality. And you know what, it may be okay, but it might do a turn. As we say, it'll do you a turn. But it's not going to last. It's, it might be good at the moment, but it's not really good. Okay? And really what I want to bring out tonight for a while as we talk, and just introduce, and we'll get on to a few things as we go along here, but you know what, there's different qualities of good. Okay? And you know what, when we talk about God's good tonight, it's a higher quality. God's quality is the highest level. It's like, you know, you know when you buy a product, you know what you're looking for? You're looking for the quality stamp that's on it. Because you want to make sure that it, it passes certain regulations, especially if you're buying stuff like food. You know, if you're buying food, you want to know, has it, has, does, it, does it match the standard? You want to say you're buying meat or something, you want to know where it's coming from. You don't want something that's, you know, been frozen for a long time and just thrown out and it's, it's cheap meat. The, the animals have been cheaply fed and it's just been thrown on the shelf. You want to know when you get stuff, you're getting good meat. And now you know the difference between good meat and bad meat. Yeah? And you want, when you talk about good meat, it's, it's good. It's of good quality. Now, when we talk about the goodness of God, good, God's goodness is good quality. Let me put it this way. It's the best quality. It's the highest level of goodness. And we'll see that as we go along, because I can tell you, when you have Jesus in your life, he wants, he wants you to have good quality, okay? Good quality stuff, and everything that he gives you is going to be of good quality. What does the Bible say about every good gift that comes down? It says every good and perfect gift. It's a perfect gift. It's good and perfect. Everything that comes from God is good and perfect. It has the highest stamp of quality on it. So you know when you get something from God, it's not going to be cheap, and you know when you get something from God, it's not going to break. And when you get something from God, it's going to last. And there's nothing going to be better than it. Everything that God gives you, there's nothing better than what He can give you. Amen. What about your salvation? Did you say that's a good gift? Every gift. That's a good gift. It can't break. 
Thank God when you get salvation, it can't break. Thank God you can't lose it. I mean, you can't lose it. Do you know what? There's a lot of people who are trying to keep themselves saved. Well, do you know what? I, I wouldn't be able to do a good job at that, and neither would you. Do you know what? The reason we came to Jesus is because we couldn't do it. We needed somebody who could do it for us. And I thank God that we're kept by His power. We don't keep ourselves. Amen? We don't keep ourselves. Thank God we have something that doesn't break. We have, we have something that's secure. Amen? What about, what about the Holy Spirit? The Bible says, you know, if you come to God and you ask Him for the Holy Spirit, He's not going to give you something evil. When you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is a good gift. Amen? Everything that comes from God, you look at any of the gifts that come from God, they are good and they are perfect gifts. There's nothing competes with them. All of God's stuff is good. It's of good quality. You know, Donna, she likes um, handbags. That'd be one of the things that Donna likes and she loves. Um, she'd love to have, she doesn't have one, but she'd love to have a Louis Vuitton um, handbag. But you know what? She, a friend of ours gave her a copy bag, okay? And it was okay, it done the turn like, and, and the, 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 you know, they gave it out of love and all the rest of it. But you know what, you, you would know that it wasn't the real thing. Because it, it's just not the, the same quality. But it was it a bag, yeah. Was it good, yeah. But you know what, it wasn't of the same quality after a while. The wee buttons started falling off and different things. And you know what, the zip's not going to be as good. How it's put together is not going to be as good. But you know what, if you get the proper Louis Vuitton bag, it's going to be well put together. It's going to be well made. It's going to have the best of stuff in it. Okay? And it's, it's good. That's the highest quality that you're going to get. Do you know when we think of God's goodness, we need to think of it that way as well. We need to think of God's goodness is at a high level. Okay? Because as many times people can think of, it's like, just like we talked about life last week. You know, there, there's, there's different qualities of life. But the life that Jesus came to give us was Zoe life. It's eternal life. It's the life of God. It's that life that will cause us to rule and reign in life. It's, it's an abundant life. There, you know, some people can say, I'm living. But you know what? When you receive Jesus, now you're truly living. Okay? Now, when it comes to everything with God, when it comes to His goodness, it's the exact same. When it comes to God's goodness, that's the same way as it is. You know, I've known people over the years who have a good life. They live a good life, okay? Maybe, they're, um, maybe they have a good marriage and they have all of those things and it's good. But you know what? But it could be better. You understand what I'm saying? It could be better. Because when God comes into your life, everything goes up a notch. Because when you've God in your life, everything, uh, everything's just, it's better again. You can have something that's good. But I'm telling you, it's like when Jesus comes into your life, now you have the best. Amen. Now you have the best. And I've known a lot of people who have had good lives. And um, you know what? Had good marriages, good homes, good jobs and whatever. And when you talk to them, I'll say to them, why did you get saved? And they'll say, there's something missing. There's just something missing. But you know what? When Jesus came in, now they have the highest good. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now they have the stamp of approval on their good. Amen. So we're going to be looking along those lines um, this evening. Praise God. But you know, as I say, good days. Let me just bring this out first before we get back to looking at goodness. Okay. Let me just say this here. God's desire for our lives is first of all to live a long life. Amen. God wants you to live a long life. You know, you want to have good days. God wants you to live a long life. That's God's plan. That's God's desire. You know, people say, well, what if I die young? Well, I tell you, if you, if you, if you know Jesus, you can't lose for winning. Okay? You've done, done all the losing you're ever going to do. Even for us as a Christian, to die is a promotion. 
So we don't lose, okay? Even if someone dies, we've all had friends and loved ones that have maybe died young or, you know, didn't reach their full potential. But that doesn't mean to say that's not God's best for people, for them to reach their full potential. Some people, for whatever reasons, die young, okay? Um, don't make it. But I want you to know you need to hold on to the Word of God for you, that it's God's will for you to have a long life. That's God's will for your life. To have a long, fruitful life. And not just a long life, but a long, fruitful life. May you know the Bible says that you can still be burned fruit in old age. Huh? You, don't have, you don't have to get old like everybody else. You know what? I, I'm going to be 43 this year. But you know, I still think and, and you know, act many times like I'm 20. Sometimes younger. My kids will tell you that. <laughs> but you know what? My body might get older. But I'm not going to get older. I have a young mindset. And even my body, it might get older, but you know what? I can still believe God to renew my youth, even in my body. And so can you. Amen. God can give you a literal renewing of your, your life, even in your body. And you know what? Uh, you, and, and you know what? Sometimes, sometimes, you know what? Even whenever it comes to, we can, we can preach things to suit ourselves. But you know what? I'd rather preach God's standard, God's best, and we'll all aim for it. Amen. If we die young in the process, we're going to be with Jesus. We've nothing to lose. But you know what? I'd rather be aiming at God's best than not aim for it. And you know what? I'm planning to live a long life. Amen. I speak it over my life. I'm going to live a long life. Amen. Now, look over here. I'll just, I just put these scriptures up because I want to read them out quickly. I just put up a few just to put them down. Scriptures on a long life. Okay. And as I say, God just doesn't want us to live a long life. He wants us to live a long, fruitful life productive life. Huh? Do, do, do you ever notice that sometimes people get grumpier the older they get? Get crabbed. Even, even some people, you know, I, I see people even getting into their 40s or whatever and, and you know, they, they forget what it was like to be a young fella. They forget what it was like even for young kids. I, I remember growing up, there was a man in, in, in our estate and if, if your ball went into his backyard and I was it over. He just used to take a, a, a pair of scissors or a knife and just stab it. And that was it. You never ever seen it again. Grumpy old sod. You know what I mean? And he wasn't that old. But he had an old mindset. He forgot what it was like to be young. Forgot what it was like to run about and have a bit of crack. There are sometimes people, do you know what? They'd crack up with the kids knocked the door and ran. How many of you played rap door run whenever you were younger? Yeah? Do you know what? Let them have a bit of fun. You know what I mean? We, we used to, we used to um, tie you know, f fishing, the fishing line on people's knockers. You know what I mean? The knocker that they had. And, and you'd hide around the corner. And you'd be, <laughs> you'd be sitting, especially at night. They wouldn't have a notion. You'd just keep knocking it and let them come out and shout. And yeah, is that? And as soon as the door would close, just two seconds, you'd wait just till you knew they sat down again. And then you'd do it again. I'm sure it was great crack. Do you know what? It was, it was a bit of fun. There was nothing wrong with it. It was innocent fun. We weren't out, you know, throwing stones at houses or stones at cars or up to any badness. It was just being mischievous. But was, it, was there any harm in it? No. It was a bit of crack. You know what I mean? A bit of fun growing up. Um, but you know what? You know, sometimes people get older and they forget what it was like. They forget what it was like to have a bit of fun. And they get old and grumpy and crabbit. But you know what? I had no plans to get old and grumpy and crabbit. Amen. I, I, I'm going to stay young in my, in my thinking. 
I'm not, I'm not going to get old in my thinking. Um, let me just read a couple of these out quickly. Just, just uh, We get back to talking about goodness. But I just want to put this point out. Do you know what? When you're going to have good days, God has good days for us. Amen. Job, um, Job 5 verse 26. It says here, Thou shalt come to thy grave in a full age. Like as a stock of corn comes in a season. Do you know what that's? That's a full life. Amen. Do you know what it says of Job in Job 42 and verse 17? Job died, uh, died full of days. Okay? He was full of days when he died. Do you know what? God doesn't want us to get to the end and we're burnt out and all the right. God wants us to go out with a bang. Go out productive. Go out with joy. Go out with victory. Amen. Genesis 25 and verse 7. It says, And these are the days of the years of Abraham's life, which he lived, a hundred three score and fifteen, a hundred and seventy-five years. Then Abraham gave up the ghost and died in a good old age. Um, it says, An old man full of years. Even when he went, he was still had life in him. Even when God just, God just took him on home. But you know what? He was still full of life whenever he died. Deuteronomy 34 and verse 1. Look what it says of Moses here. It says, And Moses went up to the plains of Moab, onto the, uh, the, the mountain of um, Nebo. And it says, just, just think of that for a moment. Moses died at 120. You know the last thing he did at 120? He climbed the mountain. Huh? Climbed the mountain at 120. Years of age. So I, I like whenever you know you walk down the town and you see old people out active. They're not sitting at home dying. They get themselves up if they can. You know what I mean if they can. Some of them mightn't be able to. But I'm saying you see some people out and they're up and they're out. Because they will not sit at home and get old and not live life. They won't sit. Some people get to a certain age and that's it. It's like as if I can't leave the house anymore. Or, you know what, I couldn't, I couldn't leave the town anymore. There's people that are old and they're on planes flying all around the world. There's people that are old and they're skydiving. I'm not going to do, I know, I wouldn't, wouldn't fancy jumping out of a plane. But, <laughs> but I'm going to do all things. Maybe I'll take off on a BMX again and do a few jumps or something. <laughs> but you know what, they... they, they you just think about there's people who get up and they have they're not they're not they're not living with a mindset. You know what? I get past a certain age. Do you know years ago, people when they hit the twenty, that was them finished. They started to think like an old man. Years ago, started to dress like an old man. But do you know how many you know you can still have a young mindset as the years go on? Amen. Um, look what it says there, um, uh, verse seven. And Moses was hundred and twenty years old when he died. His eyes was not dim, nor his natural force abated. In the, in the NLT version, it says there, Moses was hundred and twenty years old, and when he died, yet his eyesight was clear, and he was as strong as ever. Huh? At hundred and twenty years of age. Sometimes we set the bar too low. Let me tell you, set the bar too low, it's going to be easy to hit it. Okay? It's going to be easy to hit it. It's like, we you know, whenever you, 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 you play football or whatever, if you play with people that's always at the same level as you, you'll never grow because you're not being challenged. Sometimes you need to set the bar higher. Amen? And, and you know what? That, that's, that's just the way it is. We need to set the bar high for us and start believing God. Amen. Um, Psalms, 100, or Psalms 91, sorry. And verse 16, it says, With a long life will I satisfy him and show him the power of my salvation. A long life will I satisfy him. Do you know what? Live to your satisfied. 
No matter whether that's young or old, whether I mean as in like, you know, 70, that's young, okay? <laughs> 80, that's young. Keep going. But you know what? If you're satisfied and you've lived and you're satisfied, well then that's okay. That's okay. But if you're not satisfied, whenever you get the 70 or 80 and you're not satisfied, well, believe God to keep going. Amen. Um, Proverbs 4 and verse 10, it says, Hear, O, o my son, and receive my sins, and the years of thy life shall be what? Many. God wants you to have many years. Amen. Proverbs 3 verse 16, talking about wisdom here, it says, Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. You know, but it's talking about length of days. And then here in Proverbs 3 and verses 1 and 2, it says, My son, forget not my laws. Let, um, let, the, let thine heart keep my commandments. And verse 2 it says, For length of days and long life. And peace shall they add to you. It says two things here. Length of days and long life. And really what that's talking about is not just living long. Because you don't want to live long and live a grumpy old life. You want to have length of days and live long. You want to have full days in other words. You want your life to still have meaning and purpose as the years go on. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I think, I think we can believe God and believe God for good days. Amen. Good days. A long life. Amen. Now, let me get back to God's goodness here because it says there that you will see good days. Do you know see means that you'll experience it? Do you know what? Sometimes we're believing God for things, but you know what? There's, there'll come a day in some of those things we're believing for, we'll actually experience them. You know what? Whenever you're believing, that's good to be believing. Be believing. But you know what? Thank God for the days whenever you get to see it. Amen. When you get to experience it. And God wants you literally to experience good days. Amen. Let me, let me throw this out as well. Just, just as, as we're talking there over in Peter of, you know, um, loving life and seeing good days. Let me say this here. You have to put that in the context to really appreciate it. Do you know, who, do you know he's talking to people that are under tremendous trials? They're not seeing it at that present moment in time. At that present moment in time, they're up against the wall. At that present moment in time, they're facing things. They're facing opposition. They're people that are coming against them just because they're a Christian. And you know what? In this world, at this present moment in time, many of us are being persecuted in certain arenas just because we're a Christian or have Christian views. Or people will come against you for just being a Christian today. But you know what? You keep saying the right thing and still keep treating people right and still loving people. That's what Peter was telling them over there. And Peter was telling them, do you know what? You get your mouth going in the right direction and you'll see good days. Amen. You know what you want? You want many going to see good days. Amen. Amen. See good days, great days. Get your mouth going in the right direction. Even if people come against you. Even if circumstances come against you. Let me tell you, you still do the right thing. If people don't forgive you, you forgive. It's the key to seeing good days. You can't see good days crap it. You can't see good days miserable. Do you know what? I, I, was, I was out this afternoon and I was... Um, I went out this afternoon just to... to, to I got a coffee and I was looking over my um, notes for this evening. I was, I was just sitting out in the car... And you know what, this woman came past in the car and started beeping the horn at somebody else. And I mean, then the next thing she got out of the car. And she was screaming, she went right out of the car, opened your woman's car, another woman opened her car, was screaming and shouting at this woman in the middle of the street. 
And I'm sitting looking down, and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? That's not seeing good days. <laughs> you can guarantee you're going to go home that night and you're going to be miserable. Boston headed, crabbits. You understand? You don't do yourself good whenever you don't line your mouth up in the direction of God. Amen. But you know what? You want to see good days. Walk in love. Walk in forgiveness. Get God's word in your mouth. Start to speak God's word out of your mouth. Start to, start to speak the promises. Even in your, in your worst hour, speak what God says. Amen. That's the key is seeing good days. It has to do with our mouth. And sometimes we read that, you know what, if you want to see good days, you think, oh, we must be talking to people who have it all together. He must be talking to people who are like, you know, they're, 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 they're sleeping on a yacht because they live at sea and they have everything. And, you know, they, 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 just, they just have the best of everything. No, he's talking to people that are facing opposition. He's talking to people in their darkest hour and he's telling them to get your words going in the right direction if you want to see good days. Amen. Do you know what? If you want to see good days and your worst days, be speaking what God says. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And we'll look more at that next week. But you know, to understand God's good, let, let, as I said earlier, different qualities. And God's good has like the, the quality control stamped on it that says the best. So I want to have God's good in my life. Amen. Now, when you talk about good days, let, let me just go back again to, to Genesis. Just, I'm just going to talk this out for a moment. We've been talking about, you know, really, if you want to really see heaven on earth, go back to Genesis. That's what it was like. Now, we're not going back to that because we live in a fallen world. We will in the future. We're going to have. Amen. There's going to be a day when Jesus will reign again on the earth. Amen. For a period of time. And that's future tense. Thank God we've got that to look forward to. But right now, we're not going to experience that. But you can experience days of heaven and earth by having been involved in your days. Amen. When you've heaven involved in your days, you start having days of heaven on earth. Amen. And you want God's good in your life. So I want to look back there. We look back there at life the last time we were together because they had, they had the highest quality of life. But you know what? They also had God's good. And let me explain something about God's good for a moment. Because as God's good versus our good, really. Our good is what we produce. And we can take credit for it. But you know what? I'm not going to live in my goodness. I'm going to live in His. Amen? Amen. See, if you, can, if you produce it, you can take credit for it. But you know what? We need, we need the goodness of God in our lives. And that can only be received. You can't get it any other way. It comes from Him. It doesn't come from anybody else. You want God's goodness in your life to where you have the highest quality of, of God in your life. You have His quality in your life. And I tell you, as I said, goodness means of benefit. And when you have God's good in your life, it'll benefit your life. You can't have Jesus in your life without Him benefiting your life. Amen? You just can't. Jesus is always a plus. He's never a minus. He's always a plus in our lives. Okay? Now, but when you go back to Genesis chapter 1, you look, when God made, it, made everything, what did He say? He said, and it is good. Amen? And He went right down. Until when He made man, then He said it was very good. It was very good. Everything God made was good. Okay? It was good. And it wasn't just good. It was of the highest. You couldn't, you couldn't have bettered what God made. And you couldn't have bettered what God gave to Adam. What they lived in, I'm telling you, when you say having a good life and good days, they had them. 
They had good days. But here's the thing. Um, think about this for a moment. There was a tree in the garden. And you remember the tree that God, God put in the garden? And God, God said, don't eat of this tree. And the tree was called the knowledge of good and evil. Okay? But you know they had good. This is important to understand. This is two levels of good here. God's good was what he gave. God's good was what he provided. And you see, when God provides something for you, it's the best when he gives it to you. And he gave it to Adam. What did Adam have to do for anything that God gave? Absolutely nothing. Do you know God already made everything and said it was good? Amen. And put him in the goodness of God. And he lived in the goodness of God and he had good days. But God said, don't eat of this tree. Because the day you eat of it, you'll surely die. And things are going to change. And you know what that tree is? That tree was what you would call, really, when he partook of it, he understood now a different kind of good. And you know what that good is? We call it human good. It's the difference between God. God's good is divine good. It's the best. Human good is man's good. God's good is what he does. Apart from you. Human good is what we do. That's what religion is. Do you know religion is all based on your goodness? Your performance. How good you are. And you bring your goodness to God. Amen. Well, let me tell you, true Christianity is not about how good you are. It's about how good God is. It's His goodness being extended to you. Freely given to you. And so it's two qualities. It's like man's goodness, no matter how good it is. And no matter how good we try to produce. Or how good we try to do things. It's still our goodness. And it's a lesser level. Do you know, your goodness can never save you. It doesn't matter how good you are. You can never bring anything of your goodness to God. Because God will not accept your goodness and he will not accept my goodness. But you know what he does accept? His goodness. Amen? That's, that's, that's the quality. Our goodness is like the, the counterfeit Louis Vuitton bag. It has the appearance of it, but it's just not it. Okay? God's goodness is what he brings. Let me put it this way as well. Do you remember whenever God said he'd bring the children of Israel into the promised land? Do you know, what it, do you know that it was called a good land? Do you know why it was a good land? Because God provided everything for them. They didn't have to do anything for it. God gave it to them and provide everything that God gives to us that is good. He did it. What do we call our message? The good news. Huh? The grace of God. I'm telling you the message of the gospel of the grace of Christ. What is it? It's his goodness towards us. May you know it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. Not our goodness. Amen. Now when God's goodness is in our lives, the only way I can describe it is it's the highest quality. That's why I'm saying you can have people that have the best of everything and they still have something missing. But when you've God's goodness in your life, that's really good days. Good days is not our good. Good days is living our lives with his good in our lives. That's good days. Amen. Drawn from his goodness. Every good and perfect gift from him. Amen. There's a, there's a great story in the word of God. Where you, have, um, you have the rich young ruler. Know the story of the rich young ruler? And when he came to Jesus, here's the thing about him. When he came to Jesus... <laughs> he, he said when he came to Jesus let me see I've written it down here somewhere let me, let me just read this out I haven't it on a slide here but I'll, I'll read it out Mark 10 verse 17 it says and when he was gone forth 
into the way, there came one running and kneeling to him and asking him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why do you call me good? There is none good but God. Why do you call me good? There's none good but God. Do you know the rich young ruler missed it at that present moment in time? He should have turned around and said, Yeah, and you're God. Do you, if you see Jesus, do you know what Jesus, you see it in the Gospels, do you know what Jesus did many times when he had talked to people? It was just like, do you know in baseball where you'd throw the perfect ball and you've just set it up perfectly for, the, for you to take it and then bat it out? Well, that's what Jesus did here. He threw the ball to him, setting him up to say, get a hold of my goodness here. You turn around and say, and you're good. I need you. I need your goodness, not my goodness. Do you know the rich young ruler? Look at this here. Did he have a good life? Just think of a good life. Did he have a good life? Yeah, he had a great life. Was he a good person? Yeah. I guarantee if you'd have been married to him, you would have been happy. Yeah, you'd have been happy as far as like he, he was rich. He could have bought you the best of stuff. If he was married, I don't know, it doesn't say why he is or not. But you know what? If he was married, I guarantee he lived in a nice house and he had a nice wife and he had nice things. I guarantee he had the best of everything. He was a rich ruler. He was a ruler. He had, he had position. He had a, let me just put it this way. He had a great job. He had a great house. He had a great car. He had everything. But he was still missing something. Yeah? He was missing God's goodness in his life. And if he, 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 he had something missing, he left that day. He left that day, even though he had money in the bank, but he left that day poor, so he did. Because he could have had the greatest riches of all if he would have reached out and said, yes, and you're good. That's why I'm here. You're God. That's why I'm here. I need you. That would have changed everything. But you know what? This man came in his goodness. This man was moral. This man was upright. This man came to Jesus based on his goodness. And he said, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And you know what he said? He basically said, I, I keep everything. I keep all the laws. But Jesus got down to one thing and said, one thing you lack. Many know there's always one thing you lack. <laughs> no matter how good you are, you're not good enough. And no matter how much you base your life in your goodness, if you don't have his goodness, you're missing the best. Amen. And I want you to know that God has best for us. Amen. He has, he has best for us. God wants us to have the best. And to have the best, you need to have the best in your life. And I'm telling you, to have heaven's best in your life is to have Jesus in your life. And when you have heaven's best in your life, your days are going to start becoming good. You can, you can start believing for good days. Amen. Start, start believing for good days because you have heaven's best in your life. If you want to have good days, you need God's good in your life. So that's what I'm trying to do you understand. I'm trying to explain that there's, 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 there's human good is what we can produce. This young man, he, he was a good man. He would have been a good friend to have. He would have had your back, but he didn't have heaven's good in his life. He had something that was good, but it was a low quality good. But I'm telling you, when you've God's good in your life, you have the best. You never lack when you have Jesus in your life. You never lack when you have the word in your life. You never lack when you have God's grace in your life. Never! You have his best. Amen? You always have his best in your life. Let me look at this verse here for a moment. This is talking about God's goodness here again. You want goodness like this in your life. 
Look, it says here, Jeremiah 33 and verse 9, it says, And it shall be to me as a name of joy, a praise and an honor before all nations of the earth. Look at this, which shall hear all the good that I do unto them. And they shall fear and tremble for all the goodness and all the prosperity that I procure unto it. He's talking about, you know, um, the children of Israel when, you know, that other nations are going to see what I do for you. Other nations are going to see how good I am for you. And you know what's going to happen? They're going to fear and tremble. I want goodness in my life. That causes you to fear and tremble in a good sense where you turn around and say, God, well, I can't believe you're being so good to me. That's the kind of goodness we need. That's God's goodness. Will you look at your life and say, I can't explain it. Many want goodness in your life that you can't explain. See, if you can explain it down to what you have done, that's not God's goodness, that's your goodness. But if you look and say, God, you have... See, if you can turn around and say, God, you have been so good to me. Well, then you know it's his goodness, is not yours. You understand? When you look and you can say, oh, God, you've been so good. You're so good. Oh, God, you're a great God. But you need to have a revelation first, even if you're not there. You need to have a revelation first that God is a good God. And he loves you. Amen? And he cares for you and cares for this, the simplest things in your life. Even the simple things in your life he cares about. The things that other people think that are insignificant, he cares about every aspect of your life. Amen? Even though some people say, do you know what, I wouldn't believe God for a parking ticket. Or not a parking ticket, yeah, I do not believe God for a parking ticket either, but a parking spot. Some people say, I wouldn't believe God for a parking spot. I believe God's interested in every area of our life. Amen. I always believe God for a for a a, a good car. I always said to Donna or said to the kids, "We're going such and such today. I'm going to get a parking space right at the door." I thank you, Lord, for your favor. Amen. I thank you, Bill. Well, the other day we were in Blanchardstown. Actually, there was a fella we drove past right in the first bay, and we drove past, and a fella was. Waving at me and going, in here there's somebody pulling out. And I thought, thank God, yeah, somebody just picking out my favoured spot for me. Why? Because I believe I'm favoured of God. I believe God's favour is on my life. Amen. That's in, that's in everything, just simple things. I'll tell you, God cares about every detail of your life. He cares, he cares about you. And sometimes we have a mean God out there in, in our image in Christianity. Like that he would be, he's, he's angry at you all the time. But you know what I want you to know? That God is not angry with you. Because once you receive Jesus, I'm telling you, all, all God's anger was, was poured out. Amen. And what, what are we left with? Well, we're left with the goodness of God and the grace. Of God's always been good, but now we're positioned, do you understand, to receive it. Because we've received heaven's best. Amen. But you know, I want you to know that God cares about every aspect of your life. I want goodness in my life that I can't explain. To where all I can do is put my hands up and say, God, you've been so good to me. God will love you. And you know what? You need goodness in your life that will cause you to tremble in that right sense. Where you look and you go, God, I can't explain. Why are you being so good to me? Yeah? Amen? Do you know the woman with the issue of blood? That's what happened to her. And do you know why it happened to her? Because the Bible said that she heard something. She heard about Jesus. What did she hear? Well, I like to think that she heard about how ridiculously good he is. Yeah. Amen? Why, where do I get that from? Because in, in Acts 10 verse 38, the Bible says how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and power. And what did he do? He went around doing what? Good. 
healing all that were oppressed of the devil. How many of you know? How many of you know healing is good? How many of you know sickness is bad? You get that, you've got a good bit of doctrine down there, nailed down. If you know sickness is bad and healing is good. Jesus went about doing, doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Show me one person that came to Jesus and Jesus didn't heal. Yeah? Or show me one person Jesus put sickness on because he didn't. Jesus healed. Do you know why? It was good. In actual fact, Jesus said to the religious one time, because they were mad because Jesus healed somebody on the Sabbath. They were mad. And do you know what Jesus turned around and said? That's a good thing to do that. Is it good to heal someone on the Sabbath day? But he put it in their terms. Is it good to take, you know, if, a, if, if one of your animals fell in the ditch, is it a good thing to go and rescue them? Yeah, well, do you know what? This person that's sick needs to be rescued as well, and it was good for them to be rescued. Do you know what she heard? She heard how good he was. But here's the thing, when she received that healing, the Bible says she was in fear and trembling. Do you know why she was in fear and trembling? <laughs> she finally realized, I've got it. She wasn't afraid of Jesus. She realized, what has just happened to me? Do you know what? You need goodness in your life that causes you to turn around and say, God, you've just been so good to me. Amen? That's God's goodness. You know when you get God's goodness because it's the best. And you won't be able to put it down to anything that you have done. You'll know it was his. Just like in the garden, he provided everything for Adam and it was good. Adam left God's goodness to a lower quality of good and it was human good. But thank God Jesus came. And Jesus came, our good shepherd, to bring us back to his goodness. Amen? Amen. Praise God for the goodness of God. Amen? Amen. Um, now, I was, I was going to say, do you, do you, do you see the film Les Mes? Let me see that. It's a, it's a good film on redemption. I'm not saying everything in it is good, whatever. I'm not promoting the film, but there's a great scene in it. And there's a scene in it where there's this man, you call him Jean Valjean. And he, he was in jail for 19 years for stealing a loaf of bread for his, his, his daughter's son or something who... Do you not know it? And he, it's his sister, is, is, is it? His sister's daughter. That's what it is. Stole a loaf of bread, okay? And um, ended up in jail for 19 years. But you know what? He gets out and then people aren't treating him because he was a prisoner and he's trying to get work and ends up getting beat up and stuff trying to get work. And he ends up with a real chip on his shoulder towards life. And then there was a, 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 a priest that took him in because he was sleeping in the doorway and the priest took him in and fed him and different things. But when he was in, in the priest's house, he seen all of this silver. And you know what he does? He gets up and he steals it all. And he heads off all of this silver and the police catch him and bring him back to the, the priest and all the priest had to do was say he stole that from me and he was back to jail back in stocks but you know what the priest done the priest says I give it to him and he said but you left too early because I had more stuff for you and he went and got two candelabras solid silver and saying take them as well and you know what it messed him up in a good way because somebody treated him not good that it turned his life around and he ended up becoming the Lord Mayor and employing people and all in the film and he lived his life then to give to people. Do you know why? Because somebody gave him goodness that he did not deserve and it messed him up and it actually in the film it caused him to, to, to fear and tremble in that right sense to where it's a musical so he goes and he sings this song and in the song he's basically saying is why did he treat me that way why did he give me he's trying to figure it out he can't work it out well let me tell you that's goodness 
That's like God's goodness, where God gave us goodness we didn't deserve. And when you get God's goodness in your life, it'll mess you up in a good way to where it'll change you so much that you'll really, you'll be saying, God, why are you so good to me? That's the goodness of God. It's not based on what you do. You can come to God as a criminal. You can come to God doing everything wrong, but he'll not turn you away. He'll give you goodness. Amen. That's why it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. That's why our message is good news. It's not your goodness, it's his. Amen. It's amazing. It's an amazing gospel that we have. Amen. Praise God. Amen. A great gospel. Hey, let me just look at this here verse here and I'll close tonight. These two verses here, it says we'll see good days. Look at this here in Ephesians 6 and verse 16. It says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Now you know we live, we live in evil days. Okay? Some people say, well how are we going to have good days? We live in evil days, okay? And then it says here in um, Ephesians 6 and verse 13, it says, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the what? The evil what? Day. Do you know what? You might face a lot of different days in life. But you know what? When it talks about good days, it's in the plural. You're going to have good days. Okay? When it talks about the evil day, it is evil day. It's singular. Okay? I want you to know that God has got good days for you. You might have like an evil day. That could be a period of time. That's not just one day. That's a period of time. What it's saying is it's a short period of time. Haven't done all to stand. Stand in the evil day. How many you know things come against us in life? Maybe you can have attacks come against you in your life. But you know what you do in that day? You stand. Haven't done all to stand. Stand. Stand on the word of God. And believe God for good days. Amen. Stand in your evil day and believe God for good days. And I'm going to look at that next week. So we, uh, let me just give you a taster for Leave one of these here and we'll take it up the next time we're together. I want to look at really one particular life next week that's really going to show this. But I want you to know that God has good days for you. Even if you face an evil day, you might go through the valley of the shadow of death, but don't fear any evil and keep walking. Keep following the good shepherd. Amen. Let me just throw out Joseph here just in closing. And I'll share the rest of these the next, next time we're together. But Joseph had an evil day. Okay. Do you know how long it lasted? 13 years. Okay. 13 years. <laughs> but he stood. Amen. 13 years. I'm trying to make a point here. That you're going to have good days. But I'm not saying that you won't face anything in life. Okay? But I am saying is when you face things in life, just like Peter told those people in 1 Peter, keep saying the right thing. And you'll see good days. Even if you have an evil day, you position yourself for good days. Amen? And in your evil day, speak good days. Amen? You're not going to have what you have. You know what I mean? You're going to have what you say. Amen. Don't say what you have in those situations. This is what I have. Oh, it's all bad. In, those, in the pit, speak of good days. Joseph had 13. See, Joseph from me was 17 years of age, had that dream. You know the story. His brother sell him off. Ends up in Potiphar's house. That went well for a while. Next thing he's in the prison. From me was 17, 
till he was 30. At 30 years of age, he stood before Pharaoh. It was 13 years that he had that experience. 13 years. But people forget about what happened when he came out of it. Do you know he might have had a short period of time where things came against him? But do you know that he had long days of good, good, good days? Amen? And I'll show these next week. His evil day was 13 years. Okay? But he died at 110. People forget that for 80 years he had good days. <laughs> he had the best of Egypt for 80 years years and I'll tell you no matter what you face in life no matter what you go through and don't park there don't park there believe God for good days because I'm telling you God has days of heaven on earth for you and no matter where you're at keep believing God keep following the good shepherd because goodness and mercy are following you